The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Frank. Here we are. The weekend is upon us. What do you say we kick things off with a little Ask Frank Anything? If you have questions, please make them interesting. Make them innovative. Make them creative. Make them good. And give me a call at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. You can start queuing up right now. This will be the final rodeo, the last call, the final Ask Frank Anything for Kenneth. So chances are the calls that we get this hour will be how Kenneth remembers us. So for my sake and for yours, please call in with a creative question, something that's out of the box. We'll give away some good prizes. Hey, this is the final weekend for early voting in New York City. All of the city council seats are up for grabs. Two of the district attorney contests are up for grabs. And well, three if you count the Bronx, which is unopposed. But If you are interested in voting this weekend, you can do so either on Saturday or Sunday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. My advice to people is always, even if you live in a community like I do, where your candidate is running unopposed, go ahead and vote anyway and write someone else in. Write yourself in. Write somebody that you think would do the job better than the person that's there. Make a statement that we're not just going to be complacent and because the parties can't be bothered to recruit candidates for these offices, we're not going to show up. No, show up anyway and write someone in that you think would do the job effectively. Special programming note, I'm going to be commenting on all of the local races on the Sid and Friends program at 645 this morning. So if you don't generally tune into the morning show, please be sure to tune in. Sid is always very gracious to have me on. I'm looking forward to being on and I'm sure he's going to ask me about this latest controversy involving Mayor Eric Adams. More on that in a bit. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Everyone, this is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Where does it end with New York City Mayor Eric Adams? First, his campaign violated the law by not following the proper protocols necessary for the fundraising for his inauguration. They were heavily fined by the campaign finance board for that. Then we saw the indictment of a guy that raised a ton of money for him and a guy that Mayor Adams appointed at his bu- as his building commissioner, Eric Ulrich. He's under indictment. He's facing trial. Of course, he has the presumption of innocence. Then we saw two brothers, Shahid Mash- and his brother Yaya, they have pled guilty to a straw donor conspiracy charge. Well, now we are seeing one of his key campaign consultants, Brianna Suggs, who is a campaign consultant and a top fundraiser. She has had her home raided by the feds. The FBI agents executed a search warrant at her home in Crown Heights. Shortly after that, we learned that the FBI is in 
investigating Mayor Eric Adams and his campaign for illegal donations from the nation of Turkey. Where does it end with this guy? And again, Ms. Shrugs, Ingrid Lewis Martin, who's the mayor's number two, who's apparently also implicated to this in this, and the mayor himself, they're all entitled to the presumption of innocence as well. I'm not rushing anyone out the door. Here was Mayor Adams at Gracie Mansion yesterday. I owe my campaign to the highest ethical standards. Any inquiry that is done, we're going to fully participate and make sure that it's done correctly. Uh, I have not been contacted by anyone from any uh, uh, law enforcement agency, and that's why I came back from the D.C. to be here to be on the ground and look at this inquiry as it was made. What nonsense. How many people have to be indicted for the mayor to say that he's not holding his campaign? to the highest ethical standards. I mean, if this is the mayor holding his campaign to the highest ethical standards, can you imagine if he didn't? So far, by the way, those of us that worked on the Sliwa campaign, I am proud to say our campaign has so far had zero indictments. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. You may recall the case of Councilmember Ina Vernikov, who is up for re-election on Tuesday, and she was arrested for brandishing a gun, not brandishing, but having a weapon that was openly displayed at a protest, which is prohibited in the city of New York and the state of New York. She turned herself in, and this morning, or yesterday morning technically, she was released without bail at her arraignment. And her attorney is one of my closest friends. He's really like a brother, Arthur Idala, And he questioned the evidence in this case because so far the evidence that has been presented to the court doesn't say that anyone saw her with a gun. All it says is that a police officer was shown a photo of her on social media with a gun. And I think Arthur makes a pretty compelling case as to why that evidence might not be sufficient. The DA's office has some time to correct that and put a human being's name in there. Um, in today's world of artificial intelligence, you could put anything on social media. I could have hair all of a sudden. Now, I don't know that Arthur is going to have hair anytime soon. His broader point here that you can't just arrest someone and convict them of a felony based on a photo on social media is valid. How do we know that gun works? I mean, basically, it's just a picture. You could have a picture say anything. Now, she did go through the whole process of saying she was going to be carrying a gun. She went through the process of getting a legal firearm permit. And I think this probably is a tremendous lapse in judgment on her part. I am interested to see, though, how much effort we go into prosecuting Ina Vernikov versus some of the people that are able to keep committing crime after crime after crime with no penalty at all. One wonders how the city council is going to react to this. They're already talking about expelling her. I'm going to be following this case with great interest. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. 
Well, we've spoken a great deal about the trials and tribulations, and quite literally the trials, that involve New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez. The bottom line is he is up for re-election next year, and chances are he is going to face stiff competition in both the Democratic primary and in the general election. Probably the more formidable challenge is going to come within the Democratic primary because New Jersey is a blue state. You already have New Jersey Democratic Congressman Andy Kim running, and uh, he has gotten some key endorsements, and he's excited a lot of people, and it's looking like he's in a very good position at this point. Well, now, as I said on the radio in my interview with David Wildstein right after Menendez was indicted, it is becoming clear that New Jersey's first lady... Tammy Murphy is moving towards a run on this seat. So Mrs. Murphy has stepped into this looming political void. She's assembling a campaign team. She's alerting prominent political leaders about her interest in running. She's polling voters. And according to interviews with more than two dozen state and national Democratic officials, strategists, and people close to the Murphys in the New York Times, she says that uh, if elected, she would be New Jersey's first female senator and the only governor's spouse ever sent to directly to the U.S. Senate by voters. I see her facing a few issues here. Obviously, she's going to have to face the Hillary Clinton criticism of nepotism. What has she actually done? Now, I know how difficult it is to raise one child, let alone four, and raising four children can be very difficult work. She's also been very involved in philanthropy. The other thing that she's going to have to explain in a Democratic primary is her years as a Republican. She used to be a Republican and voted Republican for many years. Now, that's not terribly unusual. We've seen a whole lot of politicians, including Donald Trump, including Ronald Reagan, including Rudy Giuliani, switch parties at different times. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how much political capital Governor Phil Murphy is willing to spend on this. I think it's also going to be interesting to see how much money these two are willing to spend on this. A big part of the reason that Phil Murphy was able to be the Democratic candidate initially is because they essentially bought off all the local Democratic county leaders. Are they going to be willing to do that same thing when it comes to Tammy Murphy. Time will tell. Beam me up. To be continued.